Welcome back, everyone. This is the Support Ops Podcast. It's a show devoted entirely to helping you be a customer support pro. Check out the blog at supportops.co. If you're on Twitter, you can follow along there. The handle's at supportops. I'm your host, Chase Clements. First, big thanks to our awesome partner, Snappy. If you're in the market for a support app, this is the one you want to try out. It's really easy to use, and it's just plain awesome to work with. So go check them out. Supportops.co forward slash Snappy is the link that you want. This is episode number 25 with Josh Pickford from Sabotage. He's the guy behind awesome things like Temper, Pop Survey, and Pugspot, which is probably my favorite of his projects, if I'm being honest. Temper is the app that caught my attention, though, and it's one of the reasons I wanted to get him on the show, but I'll let him tell you more about that. Uh, First up, Josh, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks for having me, Chase. Yeah, so how are you today? I'm doing well, doing well. It's been a busy day, as usual, so that's good. Yeah, it tends to be, especially we're recording this on a Tuesday, and earlier in the week it's just... It's busy. There's no other word for it. <laughs> well, and I've I spent all last week uh, backpacking uh, out in Wyoming and the Grand Tetons, and so I've I was completely off the grid, and now I'm I'm just under this mound of email that uh, I, I'm tempted just to declare bankruptcy and delete it all. But I was going to say that inbox must be fun right now. Yes. <laughs> so before we dive too far in, let's start with some basics here and just give our listeners a little background about yourself and, and especially Temper because that's the app that kind of relates most to support people. Although I will say they need to check out Pugspot. <laughs> All right. So yeah, so I, I, I'm a, I, I consider myself sort of a serial maker of things. Um, I've, for the past 10 years or so, have uh, balanced or split my time between Uh, doing design and development stuff on a consulting basis. And then also during that time, I've been uh, building lots of random things. So like you mentioned, Pugspot, that's one of probably a dozen random things that uh, sort of a scratch my own itch kind of thing. So we have my wife and I have a couple of pugs. And um, so that built that just sort of to have a place for other pug owners who tend to be a little obsessive about their pugs. Um, so it's that understandable. was understandable. I mean, I'm totally right. the same way with my beagle. Exactly. So that's sort of Pugspot and all these other random sites um, have kind of been my playground before I do other things like Temper or Pop Survey, which are more sort of business focused stuff. Um, so Temper, uh, which we launched officially a month and a half ago. Um, I think it was the first of August, and seems like that because that's about the first time it came on my radar, and I started seeing it mentioned in different places. Yeah, so and that was actually sort of an offshoot uh, of another product of ours called Pop Survey. We we pulled it out. Um, so Pop Survey is is just a typical sort of survey platform, and we have some other sort of value propositions that we we have mainly regarding keeping things simple. So, but one of the things that we do is we have a rating system instead of like a typical one to five mm-hmm. rating. Um, that can be a little ambiguous for some people. They're not sure if one's like you know number one, that's the top thing, yay, or one's the worst. So. We've always done uh, the smiley face system from everything from like a three scale rating system all the way up to like an MPS zero to 10 thing. So we, we found that people love that and decided to pull that out into its own little, I guess, a mini survey of sorts. But we don't really market temper as a survey. 
yeah, it's, it's platform at all. Um, it's just a nice little like you know, kind of like an instant question, I guess, or like an instant survey. Right. It's like sort that. of like yeah. people can people can relate can relate to like a smiley system instantly, and and you can apply that to just about anything if you phrase the question appropriately. So uh, that the temper was born out of the fact that people. People don't send surveys that often. Um, so like from a business perspective, uh, it's hard to get people to, to pay a monthly fee for something that they send out twice a year. So temper is sort of an answer to like, okay, well, lots of people want to know things like customer satisfaction. And they, that can be applied to any aspect of your business, not just a customer support interaction. So we've built temper to let you sort of drop in this little satisfaction widget rating thing pretty much anywhere. Yeah, so... You know, it's one of those where I totally get why it's important for you to know what your customers are thinking after specific interactions, like when they talk with you or they talk with your support team or something like that. Um, but it's a little temper expands that just a little bit. It's putting that same smiley face widget on marketing pages and landing pages and blog posts and all sorts of different places. So why, why did you expand temper out to cover all of those different areas? Uh, mainly because people don't don't interact with customer support, or at least the percentage of your customer base that interacts with support is probably pretty small for most. Um, so, you know, instead of there's, you still might have a problem with something like a checkout um, experience, or like uh, even like a cancellation page where you might want to know why they left or if their overall experience was good. They're not going to necessarily email you about that. Um, but it lets them still give a quick sort of gut reaction to whatever interaction they just had. Mm -hmm. And you can track that over time. So it's, it's, it's a way to sort of make sure, like, say, for instance, um, like a category page on a shopping cart. Uh, you might ask, like, how was, our, how was our selection of, you know, men's shoes or something or uh, something like that. So, like, you might have the little widget on that page and then you can see... Uh, over time, and we're talking, you know, six months or a year or something, you can see how you've done over time. So you could see, oh, you know, mid-July, we had a huge drop-off. Everybody started saying the selection was awful. So then you can start pinpointing these sort of trouble spots and why that might be the case. So if you see, you know, we had a drop-off in July, oh, well, we cut our selection in half. Um, but that's not something that somebody would have initially just emailed you about, or at least enough people to make a dent. Um, so that's why we say just you can add this thing to, to pretty much anything from email to your, your website and any little interaction you have. Yeah, and with the, you know, the bigger picture here, you're tracking data across several months and, and longer time frames and all that. Um, my biggest beef with, with these kind of systems, um, and just a small caveat here, we, I use a similar system at 37signals called Smiley. It's the same kind of uh, a customer can can grade me after they get finished with a, with an interaction with me um, using the the smiley face, the flat fla uh, face, the frown face, that kind of thing. So um, that, even though I use it, one of the biggest beefs I have with it is that it's a very gut reaction. It's how does the customer feel at that very moment? And, and sometimes you get good results. Sometimes you don't. It just kind of depends on the person and their, their gut reaction here. So with your, your customers, using you know looking at the bigger picture looking at data over months does that help kind of eliminate that that gut reaction from one person 
Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's where, you know, you kind of start flattening out the extremes. And I mean, you certainly, like you mentioned, pretty much anybody who does any support gets these, will get feedback like from people just straight out of their mind. And if they had, if they, if they thought about it for more than about three seconds, they would chill out. But, you know, I, I think a lot of times, um, you know, one, having it over time does help that a lot. And then two, the fact that we follow it up with, uh, you know, an open-ended comment box that they can expand their thoughts. And that's a way to also just see, okay, well, they, they gave us a bad rating, but he also expanded on that. And he's clearly just having a bad day. So, you know, you just have to kind of take that on a case-by-case basis. But the, the long-term setup of this does help even that stuff out. And, you know, you mentioned the, the comment box, which is one of those things that I love about this, too, because it's it gives people a chance to, like you said, expound on what they're thinking at that moment and, and what they're feeling and all that kind of thing. Um, still with the data tracking, though, that it's probably kind of hard to somehow automate all the results from that, right? Like, how do you, everybody's going to use the freeform box in different ways and tell you different things. Are, are you looking for keywords? Are you looking for, like, how do your customers track that field over time? So that, uh, the, the text box ends up being more of a, um, a way to, like, in, in the system itself, you just, you can see all the ratings that have a comment and then you could click like show comments. And so then we have this sort of wall of smileys that then you can have the comments all expanded to the side of them. And you can go through and just quickly skim over all of them. Mm-hmm. Um, so, it, but it's less, you, right now at least, you can't use the comments as uh, really a data point. But um, there are other things that you can track that can give that stuff better context. So you can like track variables uh, pretty much any kind of variable, whether it's a user ID or um, it could be like an order number or like their lifetime value. I mean, anything like that that you want to tack on to their to when they add a rating, you can then give your comments. It'll give your comments a little better context, so they're not necessarily just open ended. Oh, well, that makes sense. So you're kind of just diving into what that one person thought right then. Right. Um, stepping back just a little bit from from just temper you know we talked a, a little bit earlier about how you had the the survey product too that this was kind of pulled out of um why stick with just three choices on this one just the the smiley face the the frown face and the in-between flatline face why stick with just that instead of like uh you know a lot of uh, of companies use the nps scale that we talked about earlier the the zero to ten um and, and you're rated through there uh so yeah i long story short why why stick with just three choices uh, three. It's the it's the quickest way, or at least I think the quickest way to for someone to look and not have to kind of process what they're looking at. Mm-hmm. So you know, in the case of like MPS, um, I, I would argue that most companies, especially, I mean, certainly like small businesses and entrepreneurs, uh, don't really have a use for MPS because they don't get the volume that they need. And they even when they get the volume, they don't know what to do with it. So it ends up being this sort of unuseful data. Um, so in, in, in addition to that, it takes up a lot of space, right? So mm-hmm. you know, having something really small that can really kind of be put anywhere. I mean, you can change the size of the smileys and all, but you know, at the same time, it still just doesn't take up much space. So it works on without any sort of having to reformat anything, it works on an iPhone all the way up to some huge screen. So, you know, that's, it's from a utility standpoint and 
I think it's more valuable without having to try to figure out, you know, a bunch of different shades of green and what that might mean. Yeah, the the darker green is that a little bit right. better. Is the the kind of pukish green just exactly. okay? You know, yeah. how, how does exactly. that fall out? Um, so when your when your customers start using this on their pages, um, what kind of like return rates are we talking? Like like how many of their customers are actually using this? Is it like small percentages? Are they seeing significant bumps and from when they didn't use it to when they started using Temper on their website? So, uh, it really it comes down to how they have it implemented. So th- there's two sort of use cases, I would say, or at least primary ones. There's the customer support where it's just embedded in an email um, and it just gets appended to any su- uh, support interaction. Um, those have pretty high uh, response rates, just people kind of drawn to clicking on these bright colored smileys. Um, especially if they've had a good interaction or really bad. But um, the website stuff, the response, or I guess you can't, it's hard to compare that to the email just because they're totally separate mm-hmm. contexts. Um, but we found a better response rate is when it's on something like a landing page, like a, uh, when you, if you close an account or something like that, where you're taken to a page that says like, sorry to see you, sorry to see you go, um, you know, how was your overall experience or something like that. And that's where you can drop in like the, the widget just embedded right in the page and there's, it's not competing for a bunch of other, you know, attention. Mm -hmm. So that's when it gets really good response rates is when you're using it, you know, it's sort of the focus of the page. So yeah, you know, I temper is uh, all over the place at your, at the temper website. I mean, you can go to pretty much any page and, and, that you're actually using the app there, which is really great. Uh, is there any big things that you started noticing once you like officially launched and was looking at that data and, and that kind of thing? I know it's only been a month, but is there like any like good little customer nuggets you've pulled out of it so far? Right. So it has been really useful on our own. I mean, just using it, using temper for temper. Um, and a lot of it's been in regards to like site messaging. So, you know, people will, like we'll ask a question on the page and then they'll add a comment and say something like, well, I'm not understanding what it does. Or they'll say something like, I'm not, I'm not going to pay that much just for this, which shows that in that case, it's like, Oh, well it does all this other stuff, but you obviously you didn't see the, the list of the features, you know? So it's, it's helped us direct or, or change a lot of our marketing stuff so that we kind of, hit the pain points that people feel like they're not seeing or not noticing, you know, like we, we solve a lot of these problems, but people weren't necessarily realizing that right from the start. So having temper helped surface that pretty quickly. I mean, within 24, 48 hours even of, of launching. And I'm guessing this is, this can kind of be applied to any like support or help pages that a company could do too, that you, you know, if you've got a confusing page, then customers are going to let you know, Hey, it's confusing. Right. So like we've got a couple of customers who use them on like their knowledge base uh, Mm -hmm. stuff. So like basically as like an article rating kind of system to to say like this article was helpful, this one wasn't. Because then you can go in and it it, uh, saves what page you were on. So then you could filter, you know, all the if there was some specific article like about an API or something. If it was confusing, you could filter all the ratings from the API page and see how you were doing on just that page. So that's how we, you know, in a customer support system, that's another way that people have used it. 
Nice, nice. So um, just to kind of wrap things up, there's one question I like to, to end all of these podcast interviews with, and, and that's one of my favorites. So tell me about the best customer service or best customer support you've ever gotten where you were the customer. Um, I was trying to think on this one. I, so I would say there's two things. and I would, Well, one, this is just sort of the typical kind of not surprising, but I mean, average uh, customer support experience that went, went above and beyond. I ordered some some art from a designer, and I mean it was like a limited edition. He only printed up, you know, like a hundred of these things, and and the post office completely mangled it. Oh. And uh, and he, I mean, like no questions asked. I, I sent him an email with a picture of it, and like the next day he sent me a, you know, another one. So it was like I didn't have to try to prove or go you know go back and forth with him. He was awesome about that, but. There was another one that's, I would say, surprising uh, and not typically par for the course, uh, and that is my cable company, um, who is Charter, and most of the time, uh, I'm not happy with them. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> they, like, they have a pretty uh, consistent history of, of just not doing a good job, but there, there was one time I remember that um, we had just gone back and forth. Like I just kept having trouble, kept having trouble. And, and they like, typically they're, you know, we can come out tomorrow or the next day or the next. And then like, they sent somebody out like 30 minutes later and, uh, like rewired all the cable in our house. Oh, that's awesome. So it was like, that was, that was something that they certainly weren't entitled to. They didn't have to do that. And I think they were probably just tired of me calling them, but, <laughs> but I was, I was happy at least for the the day. If they only had some miraculous app where you could leave them a smiley face. Right. I know. It's, somebody <laughs> should build that. <laughs> somebody should. I don't know. So make sure to check it out. Um, go ahead and give us the URL for Temper. It's temper.io. And where can people find you online if they're just looking for you and your infinite wisdom and Pugspot, I guess, more Pugspot <laughs> pictures? <laughs> uh, you could, I'm, I'm on the, the Twitter at Pigford, S-H-P-I-G-F-O-R-D, um, and joshpigford.com, where I occasionally post about business stuff. So That's awesome. This, this, this show has been one of my more favorite ones, just because you're just so eclectic. There's so much that you've done. You know, it's, it's been fun. So thanks for being on the show. Well, thanks for having me, Chase. So that means episode 25 is in the books. You can find Josh online, like you said, joshpickford.com, Twitter, shpickford, sh Pickford. There we go. Uh, show notes are up at supportops.co forward slash podcast. And if you like the podcast, go ahead and give us a rating in iTunes. Just search for the support ops there, or you can just click on the link in the show notes. Thanks again, everybody, for listening. I'm Chase. And until we talk again, have an awesome week.